We say the words on Wisconsin because of a very popular song of the same name, a song that has become, over the course of 100 years, the most recognized college fight song ever written. But there's a second and, surprisingly, more recent reason why we say on Wisconsin. Its source, a number of biographies of General Douglas MacArthur that describe in detail a favorite MacArthur family story that was often told to young Douglas while he was growing up in Milwaukee. It concerns his father, Arthur MacArthur, a career soldier who, as a teenage lieutenant in the Civil War, led the 24th Wisconsin Regiment on a desperate charge up a long and difficult mountainside against great odds, all the while exhorting his men forward with the cry, On Wisconsin. The question is, did MacArthur's battle cry inspire the song? Was it common knowledge when the song was written in 1909? In this episode, the first of two parts, really a tale of two on Wisconsin's, we'll be looking at the story of the song and of the two young men who captured lightning in a bottle and decided to call it On Wisconsin. This is Wisconsinology Podcast. My name is Frank Anderson. I said to the people of the Philippines whence I came, I shall return. I kill him in all my friends back in my hometown, Milwaukee. Wisconsin. In the fall of 1909, Carl Beck and William Purdy, former college roommates in New York, were sharing a room at a boarding house in Chicago. Beck had recently attended one year at the University of Wisconsin and was taking time off from school to earn money for tuition. Bill Purdy, a composer, was trying to get his music career off the ground. Both men had a good friend in Frank Waller, a person who can best be described as extraordinary. Waller was a Wisconsin graduate He was a two-time silver medalist at the 1904 Summer Olympic Games and was a successful working musician, conductor, and accompanist. Waller mentioned to Purdy that the Minneapolis Star Tribune was offering a $100 prize for a new University of Minnesota fight song. $100 was a decent sum of money in those days. It's about $1,600 today. This spurred Purdy who had never been a UW or Minnesota student, and who was also flat broke to get to work. The first four notes came immediately. All of this from the moment Waller mentioned the contest to the song becoming a sensation on the Wisconsin campus happened very quickly, less than a month to be exact. Purdy worked on the remaining melody and composed some words. He played his new composition, titled Minnesota, Minnesota, to Carl Beck, his roommate. Upon hearing it, Beck intervened. He supposedly said, and I quote, Bill, no, it's on Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, 
That's what I hear. That's what it says to me. Carl Beck had just composed two words that fit perfectly atop Purdy's melody. Carl Beck also unknowingly gave us our state slogan. Carl promised Purdy that he'd make $100 from his new song. Bill Purdy made some alterations with or without Beck, depending on who is telling the story, modified the lyrics to fit the new title. Now, somehow, they had to get it to the University of Wisconsin. Like many other schools at that time, Wisconsin had songs. A football game was filled with them. Varsity, also known as Varsity Toast, had been around since the 1890s. It was adapted from a piece of classical music composed by Charles Gounod. What Wisconsin did not have was a signature fight song. And at that moment in time, fight songs were a national craze. On the morning of November 9, 1909, Bill Purdy, armed with a letter of introduction from Carl Beck, arrived at the University of Wisconsin, sheet music in hand. He had never been to Wisconsin before. On Wisconsin was first sung on November 10, 1909 by a glee club at the university. Carl Beck got it to the glee club through his connections at the school, but Frank Waller also may have had a role in getting it there. The impromptu debut of On Wisconsin was a huge success. The next day, Purdy was invited to play On Wisconsin at a pep rally. It was homecoming week. The response at the pep rally was electric. The next morning, walking down Langdon Street to catch an early morning train to Chicago, Bill Purdy heard students whistling the song. That's when I knew it was a hit, he said. The campus newspaper, The Daily Cardinal, printed lyrics to this new song in its Badger Game Day issue, a game against Minnesota. On November 13, 1909, fans at the football stadium sang On Wisconsin for the very first time. The original lyrics, since modified, were sung as follows. On Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, plunge right through that line, run the ball around Minnesota, a touchdown, sure this time. On Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, fight on for her fame. Fight, fellows, fight, and we will win this game. This song, a song that could have been a Minnesota fight song, was now a song completely about and dedicated to beating the tar out of Minnesota. Something quite common today, but unfortunately, quite uncommon in 1909. On November 13, 1909, Wisconsin did not run the ball around Minnesota. On that Saturday, the day that On Wisconsin made its game debut, the day that immortalized the 1909 University of Wisconsin marching band, Minnesota clobbered the Badgers. But the song exploded. It went big, fast. By year's end, it was the unofficial state song Everyone in Wisconsin knew it. And better than that, in their hearts, they owned it. In World War I, Wisconsin troops, first to arrive in Europe, introduced the song to France, where it became known as the Wisconsin Battle Song. 
America's March King, John Philip Sousa, declared it to be the finest fight song he had ever heard. Ever the businessman, Sousa responded by co-writing his own Wisconsin fight song, something he called Wisconsin Forward. The indifference was deafening, and it was quickly forgotten. By the early 1920s, On Wisconsin was a familiar song to most Americans. It would, over time, be adapted into the fight song of over 2,500 high schools and colleges. The first published sheet music edition of the song, 5,000 copies, self-published by Carl Beck and Bill Purdy, with a cover designed by Beck, sold out. The song soon had a publisher, Flanner Hassus Piano House of Milwaukee. Carl Beck returned to the University of Wisconsin to attend classes, and Bill Purdy moved back to New York. In 1917, both men were living in the Empire State. Bill Purdy was struggling. His music career was stalled. He was married, the father of two children, and he was sick, slowly dying of tuberculosis. He sold his publishing rights, the residuals of the song over its legal lifetime, to the same Milwaukee publishing company for $100. A year later, in 1918, at the age of 36, William T. Purdy, writer of On Wisconsin, passed away. He was buried in his hometown, Aurora, in upstate New York. He died penniless. Carl Beck and several of his friends raised some money for his family. And in 1919, the Wisconsin legislature adopted a resolution honoring Purdy and, on the spot, raised $300 from the pockets of senators in attendance. While Bill Purdy was still alive, the University of Wisconsin had set up a campus fund to help him out. About $1,100 was raised, but Purdy died before the money could be distributed. Years later, the university used that money, which apparently had been sitting in limbo, to provide Bill Purdy's two children with scholarships to the school. But in 1918, after Bill Purdy died, the fact remained. His estate, the estate of the man who had composed most of On Wisconsin, was without any rights to the song. Purdy's widow immediately challenged Carl Beck's role as co-author of On Wisconsin, and a long battle began. The business of music publishing rights and royalties was relatively new. On Wisconsin was written in the sheet music era, a new era in which a song had potential and increased earnings from new media such as movies, radio airplay, and television was just ahead, and On Wisconsin was about to become the most licensed college fight song in existence. Now, to be clear, we're not talking White Christmas or Somewhere Over the Rainbow money. This is a college fight song, not a mega-pop hit, even though it was as well-known as either of those two songs. What we are talking about is a steady, decades-long stream of several thousand dollars a year. In 1937, the song's copyright was up, and the publishing house did not renew the copyright. The decades-old legal battle came to an end. 
In court, it was decided that Carl Beck and the Purdy family, through representing publishing companies, awarded equal one-half shares of the song. Beck eventually gave his royalties to the Wisconsin Alumni Association. However, in spite of the settlement, the private battle did not end. The Purdy's never backed down in their claim that Carl Beck contributed very little, if anything at all, to the song. Carl Beck countered with this. I quote, Bill Purdy composed a masterpiece of March music, and I gave it a title, and I gave a state its slogan. He's right. Purdy composed the greatest fight song ever written, but it only works with those two words, On Wisconsin. With a different set of lyrics, On Wisconsin became the official state song of the state of Wisconsin in 1959. Carl Beck died in 1965. The representing publishing companies which administered the song royalties to On Wisconsin were bought by Paul McCartney of the Beatles. McCartney's purchase caused little, if any, change in the flow of royalties. On Wisconsin is now in the public domain and, like the Wisconsin idea itself, it belongs to everyone. Next time, part two, the story of Arthur MacArthur, the boy colonel of the 24th Wisconsin Regiment, whose stirring words, On Wisconsin, uttered in 1863, became famous a century later. Are they the inspiration for the title of the song, or are they two separate things? That's next time in this tale of two on Wisconsin's. Until then, this is Wisconsinology Podcast. My name is Frank Anderson. I shall return. Sheboygan, I kill him in Sheboygan. All my friends back in my hometown, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wisconsin to tell me this?